everyone. This is Pastor Ryan, and this is our podcast. Welcome to Live Alive Church, and I just want to thank you for listening in. I hope this message encourages you, strengthens your faith, and causes you to keep pressing forward for who God has called you to be and created you to be. God bless. The Gospel of John, starting in verse 1. And the scripture should be up behind me if you don't have them. And this is what the Bible says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word then became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him and he cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me out of his fullness. We have already received grace in place of grace already given for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Now I want to preach this series to you called Us Versus Them. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, God, that your word is already anointed. And Father, I just pray that you would anoint your servant one more time to speak your truth, nothing but the truth, and your holy word. Father, I pray that I would decrease in spirit of the living God. You would speak through me. God, that you would use me in ways to touch the hearts and the minds of your people. Father, that through this series, that God, we would build relationships with one another and those who are in the world, that we would become stronger together and stronger as a community, Father of believers. Lord, that you would strengthen us, God that you would be with us in the midst of this. And, and, And Father, that your spirit would move and hover over this place and that you would pour out your spirit like never before. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name, have your way. So I wanted to start this series called Us Versus Them, which is a series about building relationships, not just 
with believers, but also with non-believers, and how you can share your faith with those who may not believe. Because it's important that we, as a people, build relationships because relationships are our biggest assets. Relationships are what opens doors. Relationships are what we build upon that, that Christ, because we can't do this alone. We need each other to be able to walk through this life together because if you think you can do it on, on your own, then it's going to be a matter of time where you're going to slip and fall. You have to have people that you can look to, people that can help guide you, people that can help gird your shoulders and strengthen you to get you through this walk. Because let me tell you something, the enemy walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But let me tell you something, Jesus Christ is with you and he'll always be with you. But you have to understand that being together with each other will make you stronger together. Because listen to me, if, you're, if you try to do this all by yourself, you will not make it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So just like our mission statement is that we exist as a church to reach those who are distant from God to find their destiny in Jesus Christ. That's who we are. We want the world to know that there is hope in Jesus. We want the world to know that there is deliverance. We want the world to know that there is healing. We want the world to know that Jesus Christ is Lord because there's a people out there that are lost. There's a people out there that need saved and there is a people out there that are broken and we ought to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth to reach those who are broken to reach those who are lost and God wants to use you you have a purpose and God wants to use you in ways that you never thought or never even imagined and listen to me listen God is for you and God will be with you through everything that you go through through everything that you face through everything that you you, you face in life but listen to me before you can build relationships with people, you must build relationship with God. There's no way you can build relationships with uh, people without first building a relationship with God. Because listen to me, just like Leonard Ravenhill, uh, an old time pastor who passed away, he said, before I talk to man about God, I must first talk to God about man. Because, listen, we must have first have our foundation built in who Christ is. Because if it's built on anything else, it will fall. Just like Jesus told his disciples, he says, Anybody who puts my word into action is like one who builds his house upon a rock. And when the storms come and the waves come and crash up against that house, it will withstand the storm. But he said, the one who does not put into action my word is like one who builds his house upon the sand and when the storms come and the waves come and when they crash up and beat up against that house it will be torn down and when we talk about relationships a relationship that will last must be built on the solid rock first if it's going to last you must build it through Christ you must build your relationships friendships and marriages and, and things of that nature through the gospel of Jesus Christ and just like Jesus he 
went to his disciples and he looked at them and he said, who do you say that I am? And they looked at him and said, some say that you're, you're Elijah that came back from the dead. And some say that you're Jeremiah. And say some, say, some say that you're just a good prophet. And he said, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter looked at him and said, Jesus, you are the Messiah, the one that is the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, son of Jonah. And on this rock, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. When you build upon the rock and Jesus Christ is your foundation and the chief cornerstone, the gates of hell will not prevail. Why? Because you put your purpose in who Christ Jesus is. Come on, somebody. I need you to speak back to me because I preach a little bit better. I'll keep you here all day long and you'll be starving if you don't talk back to me. Listen, I'm preaching the word of God and the Bible says that you must seek first the kingdom of God and then all things will be added unto you. But guess what we do? We seek Facebook. We seek Instagram. We seek Twitter. We seek Netflix. We seek all these shows that come on television. Uh, what's one of them that, that, that you girls like to watch? I'm getting on the girls for a moment. Bachelor. Bachelor Nation girls. Come on, raise your hand. Um, but not that there's anything wrong with it. But we seem to fulfill our needs through other things than seeking the will of God in our lives. Because in order for you to be transformed, the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, or 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves as a living sacrifice and that you be transformed. What? By the renewing of your mind. You must be renewed in your mind. If you want to act different, you must do things differently. If you want to behave differently, you must try to do things differently. Not just how you always done them, but if you want true change in your life, you must take the necessary steps and actions to make sure that you are different and make sure that you are changing and make sure that you are transformed. And, and that way you can get to the person and the purpose who, who God has called you to be and created you to be so that way you can be that person who God has called you to be because uh, just like Paul said he said you must walk worthy of the manner that you have been called and you must walk in all the fullness of God because in him we have our being in him we move and in him we live and it's all about who Christ is when we keep him as the center point of our lives everything else will fall into place when we find out who we truly are when we build our our life upon the true foundation. When we keep him first, all things will be added unto us. Listen to me. It's already hard enough with Christ in our lives for the things we go through, let alone without him being in your life. Y'all sleeping on me right now. The one thing that everyone in this world has in common we all might have our differences. We all might have our struggles. We all might just dislike each other at times. Yes, even family. Yes, even friendships. Yes, even, even 
you just name it. We all have our differences. We all have our struggles. But there's one thing in this life that we all have in common. And you want to know what it is? It's that we've all been made in the image and the creator of God. He has all made us in his image. And you cannot take that away from yourself. And I can't take that away from me. We've all been created in the image of God. And it is important, in other words, to know that you've been made in his image and that your identity lies within him because before you can move on in a relationship and to build relationships with those in of a body believers and those outside the world you must know who you are in Christ because if you don't know who you are and you don't know what your identity lies within then how do you expect to teach and to preach and to live your life as Christ has taught us to live if you don't know who you are, how can you tell people about who God is? See, nowadays, listen to me. Nowadays, it's about being relevant. It's about being relevant, right? Now I'm getting ready to step on some toes, okay? Is that all right? Can I do that? I'm stepping on my own, too. Nowadays, it's about being relevant instead of being relational. Let me say that again. Nowadays, it's about being relevant not being relational. What do you mean? Being relevant, it's I must dress a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way to fit in with this type of people. Right? I must cuss like them, act like them, do things they do just to fit in and to, to be liked. It's about being relevant. Nowadays, you go to churches, people just want to go because it's convenient not to be convicted. Now I'm preaching. I want to go to church to be because it's a convenience, because they have a great children's pastor and a great children's ministry, and they have, they have an awesome worship team, and they have all these lights, and they have all these flashing lights. And, and it, it, look, it don't matter how, how, how the pastor preaches. He can be the worst pastor in the world, but as long as they have coffee and cupcakes meeting me at the door, I'm coming. It's about being relevant instead of being relational. Nowadays, you go to these churches, and I'm not knocking them. It's good. I mean, we have coffee, and that's probably all you'll get It's coffee. And maybe every once in a while we'll have donuts if you want a donut. But that's not what we're about. If we're going to be the body of Christ and the church of Christ, we must do exactly what the Bible sh shows that we should do, just like in the book of Acts, where the Bible says that they were in that, that together they grew in the teaching of the word. They were there breaking the bread and the fellowship, and they were there together. And the Bible says that they grew in their number daily by doing these things. The Bible didn't say that they met people at the door with cupcakes. They didn't say they met people at the door with, listen to me, if you're going to church out of convenience, you'll never grow. But if you go to church to be convicted by the Holy Spirit, you'll be ten times as better. Why? Because if you're not convicted on the things that you know you're struggling with by the Holy Spirit, you'll never change. 
But if you allow the conviction to be in your life and allow the Holy Spirit to convict you in areas that you know you're doing wrong in, then you'll zone in on those things and that you'll change those things about you so that you can become a better person in the long run instead of... See, the reason why we're always stuck in a rut is because we keep our own selves there. And then guess what happens when we're stuck in a rut? I'm starting to preach. When we're stuck in a rut, we start blaming everybody else because of the struggles that we're going through. And then guess what happens? We got anger issues. We got behavioral issues. And we, <laughs> listen, we're just a messed up bunch. We just, we're just struggling. Without Christ, we will struggle. Just like I said earlier, we struggle enough with him. But if we, come to con if we come to church out of convenience, we'll never change. But if we come to church and allow the Holy Spirit to have His work and His work in our lives, then we will constantly change and to be better people and to be better Christians and to be, to be those people who can reach those people who are broken and to reach those people who are hurting. And we can be better as individuals and, and our relationship with God will go, will go so much stronger. Nowadays, it's about being relevant, but how can we be relational with those around us? How can we be more relational? By being yourself and knowing your identity and who you are and who Christ says you are. Because watch this. When you pretend to be somebody you're not, you're failing yourself. But when you, but when you know who you're purposed to be, you are furthering yourself. And knowing who Christ is in your life and being all that he has called you to be. You have to understand that you were created for a purpose. And that before you can build upon any kind of relationship in your life, you first must keep Jesus Christ at the center. Because without that foundation, everything else will fall apart. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, For I know the plans I have for you to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and give you a future. And when you seek me, you shall find me. He, he has a purpose and a calling for you. I just need somebody that just know, needs to know who they are in Christ and just, and just have a passion and, and just know that they're called and have a purpose. Just like John Wesley said, he said, if I had 300 men who knew only Christ and him crucified, I could set the world on fire. We need some people who know who, who know who they're called to be and are passionate about the gospel and passionate about what Christ has done in their life and know who they're purposed to be. Because when you know who you're purposed to be, there's nothing that can hold you back. I know a lot of people ask me, Ryan, how do you do it? How do you stay so passionate? How do you stay? How did you stay clean so long? How have you? How have you just going through this life and just and just just soul, solely sold out for Jesus Christ? And I said, listen to me. You have to have a vision in your life, and you have to have a passion. Without the two, you'll get nowhere. There has to be a passion. There has to be a fire. There has to be something inside of you that allows you to burn that midnight oil and says, I'm going to do this even if hell's against me, even when the, the enemies of hell are coming against me, even when all opposition is coming against me, even when I don't see the results that I'm looking for, even when I don't see change, even when I don't see transformation. I am keeping God at his word and knowing that no matter what goes on, he's going to get me through it and that if he spoke it, he's going to do it because he is not a man that he shall lie nor the son of man that he shall repent. 
And if God spoke it, he will fulfill it. And his purpose will prevail in our lives, even when the enemy is coming against us. My God, you ain't giving me a hand clap. You ain't giving me a... Woo! It's time that we start to get personable with people. Right? Because the fact of the matter is, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Because the fact is, is that we all want to feel appreciated. That's the truth. I want to feel appreciated. I want to feel loved for being a husband and a father and a pastor and a person. Because the more that somebody tears you down, what does it do? The more people talk about you, the more people uh, speak negative things about you, you start believing it. But the more somebody speaks life into your life and says, you know what, brother? God's got something for you. There's an anointing on you. There's a calling on you. There's a purpose on you. God has created you in such a way that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of men what God has prepared for those who love him. When you sp start speaking, that, that's what I want this church to be about. I want us to be so relational that we build relationships that are so fit like a family that we begin to love on each other and say, hey, man, how are you doing today? Listen, I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know that I love you. I care for you. I'm here for you. Well, if you need to speak, if you need to talk. But here's the thing. I want to start becoming personal with people, but here's what we do. Are you ready? Are you ready? Instead of becoming personal with people, we post on Facebook all our struggles and all our problems. You, ever, you just scroll on Facebook. Look, you just scroll on Facebook. Everybody's like, this is what happened. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm struggling with. We, we, we become, Facebook has become our outcry. And our, the, Facebook, listen to me. Maybe I need to preach a series on the Facebook God, all right? I mean, I like Facebook. Really nothing wrong with it in my eyes because I use it for promotional reasons and rather than really anything else. But what happens is, is that we, we go through these issues and we go through these struggles and we have family issues and we have relational issues with, with friends and somebody's hurt us or somebody's, you know, said something about us. And what do we do? We run right to Facebook. Such and such is this. Such and such is that. And we put it all on Facebook instead of running to the God that can take care of all of our problems. We run to Facebook and put a post out there so everybody can see it. Isn't that the truth? Listen, I've been there. I've done it. I understand. I know that we struggle. And we just the, the point is, is that we all need to vent somehow, right? 
but we're venting our frustrations and we're venting our struggles all in the wrong places. If you take your problems to God instead of Facebook, I guarantee you'll see true change and transformation in your life and start being relational with those who you're having problems with and saying, listen, I might have unforgiveness in my life, but how can we resolve this in a manner that is worthy of the gospel and that we can have true healing and true repentance in our lives so that we, we can grow and become better people because the more we harbor our problems with inside of us, the more problems we'll have that come out of us because the more problems we hold on to, the more behavioral issues we have, the more attitudes we have, the more struggles we have because you're constantly bottling that stuff up instead of becoming relational and finding somebody in your life that you can just sit down with and say, listen, I'm struggling. I need to get this out. I need to talk about this and becoming relational instead of going to Facebook and for a hot second, it fulfills your need. But then 10 minutes later, you're still upset. I guess I, you, know, you guys are ready to go home, huh? We turn Facebook into this, into a God. You know, the Bible says, come to me, all who are weary. That's what Jesus said. Instead of going to him, that's what we do. We go to Facebook. So essentially, Facebook has become the God of our generation. And we post it out there. And we're so blinded and don't realize it. But Jesus said, come to me, all who weary. Facebook's not going to do nothing for you. It didn't die for you. It ain't going to forgive you. It ain't going to bring healing. The only thing it's going to do is bring more issues and more problems because you're going to have other people commenting, and then it's going to make you even matter. And then you get caught, and then you start commenting some stuff you shouldn't say, and then you get convicted. It's just a big mess. Let me move on from here. But then the Bible says in this, in John chapter 1, it talks about how Jesus became flesh. So, God was in the beginning, and the beginning was God. And the Bible talks about how Jesus became flesh. Jesus, in other words, when it says that the Word became flesh, what is the Word? The Word is Jesus. So when He became flesh, in other words, He came to the earth, He stepped out of heaven out of a place that had no time into a place that there was time so that way he could go to a cross to die for you in time so he could take you back to a place that there was no time so he could spend eternity with you for all time. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then in the midst of that, he came to be relational. That's why he stepped down into the earth so that way he could become relational with the people whom he created. How do you think he took 12 men and turned the world upside down? Just 12 men. Because he, he constantly poured into their lives and became relational with them and, and taught them and, and, and he reached them and he pulled out things in them that, that they struggled with and he, and, he, and he was there for them. Every turn that they made, every struggle that they made, he was there and he poured into their lives for three and a half years while he was on earth. He became relational. 
So how do you think that we're going to become, that we're going to be able to reach those who, who are out there that are lost or to reach those and to pour into other people's lives who may be struggling? The only way to do it is to become relational with one another. Just as Jesus became flesh, the Bible says, that we must become, we, we must become relational with those that are around us to reach this world that is struggling. I'm about to wrap this up because you guys are hungry. I see it. But listen to me. One thing that we need to understand is that the Bible says that John came, you know, everybody know John the Baptist, right? John came as a witness to testify of the light. So the only way that we can reach the world is to become witnesses for Jesus Christ. Because in order for us to be relational, in order for us to be personal, we must become witnesses for him and to show people in our lives what Christ has done for us. Not just what he's done for us, but what he can do for them and what he, can, what he did on the cross and what he can still do in our lives. Because the thing about it is, this is where the church lacks, is that we have blown our witness of who God has called us to be. We need to get our witness back inside of us. I'm not talking about being a Jehovah witness, but maybe I am. Uh, as Jehovah Jireh witnesses, and you know, that went over your guys' head anyway. Uh, we're not Jehovah witnesses here. I'm sorry. I probably confused you guys. I don't know. But, <laughs> but we must become witnesses of Jesus Christ, just like, just like the Bible talks about and how John... He bore witness to that light and how he, he was able to baptize people in the wilderness. And, and just like John, just like John, he saw when Jesus stepped into that water and he baptized Jesus, which is his cousin. The Bible says that John saw the, the Spirit descend like a dove upon Jesus and heard the voice of God saying, This is my beloved Son and whom I love. But we must be witnesses of Jesus Christ because we're going to go through struggles in this life. And it's already hard enough. So we must become personable and we must become relational with those around us. But what do we first do before we can do that? We got to go to God and we have to build our foundation upon his word because anything else, it will fall apart. I mean, even John in the midst of, of him going to prison, he was thrown into prison and some of his disciples went to go visit him. And he said, can you go ask Jesus, is he truly the Messiah or should we look for somebody else to come? And his disciples went back to Jesus and said, are you really the Messiah, the one that's supposed to come? Because John's asking. Even John was struggling with doubt there for a little while. I mean, who wouldn't if you were put in a prison? If you were caught in the midst of a storm. But you know what Jesus told his disciples? He said, you go back and you tell John that the blinded eyes are opening, that those who are dead are being raised, that deaf ears are being opened, and that deliverance and salvation has come to the earth, and the kingdom of God is at hand. If you would just only know and just think for a moment that if you continue to build your relationship with God and build your foundation on him, that everything else will fall into place the way God has purposely made it.
Stand to your feet.